Hello, and welcome to the Beyond the 94 Feet podcast. I am Dr. Kim Rogers, and I want to welcome you back again. So today, we remain on this journey to introduce you to another level of excellence that will become synonymous when you hear Beyond 94 Feet. I want to talk to you about something that has really resonated with me in a few conversations recently, and that's that word collaboration. And I'm sure you've heard that a lot as people are starting to look at how do I leverage and scale my business? How do I go to my next level of greatness? And so I've heard collaboration quite a bit. So I share with you originally, this episode was entitled Collaboration is the New Currency. That sounds great, right? But then I had to think about it. I had to think about some of the conversations I've had recently, and I had to think about some of my own life experiences as well. So I had to change that title quickly. So again, it was collaboration is the new currency. But I had to change that. It's collaboration is the new currency. Not so fast. So to that end, I had to look at where do I stand in this process? Why was there a need to shift? Why was there a need to change that title to collaboration? It's the new currency, not so fast. You see, when you're thinking about collaborating or being in a relationship for that matter, being with like-minded people, that's only one component of this entire great process that we call collaboration. You can't forget who you are, what's important to you, the end goal, whatever that end goal may be. So I share with you a few things with you from my lessons or my ongoing relationship regarding collaboration, because there's never an ending point to collaboration, because in some ways, some shape or fashion, we're always collaborating on something, either in our personal lives or our professional capacity. So it's not a one size fits all piece when you're talking about collaborating. You're looking at what works for you and invariably what works for the other person as well, too. But you have to be clear. You have to be very clear on who you are before you even begin this process of collaborating. We often, we look at the situation, we look at it from one angle only. What do we stand to gain from this process? But you have to also look at what can you risk in this process when you engage in collaboration. So therefore, you have to set clear boundaries. But those boundaries, they start with understanding who you are understanding your own capacity and your own capabilities as well. So let's talk about a few steps. And again, I'm going to share with you about five steps that I thought that were very important as I looked at collaboration in previous relationships, but also where I stand in this current season of my life as well. I can't say this first one enough, and it's become one that I really go back to a lot. Stay in a position to win. This step is a must for the entirety of any relationship you're looking at or any form of collaboration. You owe it to yourself, first and foremost. You have to stay in a position to win. You can only control yourself. You cannot control the other person when you're collaborating. You want to let your success in every endeavor you do. You want to let your success make the noise. Don't look back. If they're meant to be with you on that journey, they would be next to you, not behind you. So you have to control how you navigate throughout that entire process. And you want to stay in a position to win. 
But you're going to know if that collaboration is right for you. There's going to be signs, there's going to be signals, but you can't ignore it. You can only control yourself. You cannot control the other party. You have to be cognizant of what you bring to the game and what they're willing to bring to the game as well, too. But I say in all things, they must bring their own energy. B-Y-O-E. They have to bring their own energy. If you're going to stay in a position to win, you can't afford to expend your energy trying to bring them along on the process. Either they're with you or they're not. So in collaboration, everyone is accountable to BYOE. They have to bring their own energy. It's futile. It's a waste of your gifts and your talents to collaborate if you're always in the driver's seat. What's the purpose of collaborating if you're always in the driver's seat? So if that is the case, where you have to not only bring your own energy, but you have to bring theirs as well for them, you don't need anyone to collaborate with you. You can just do it alone and stay in that position to win by pouring into your own resiliency levels so that you're prepared for the challenges you'll face to reach your goals. It's really I say it again, it's really about taking that opportunity to stay in a position to win. Number two, you want to manage the transitions and trust your instincts. With this step, you can't forget about what sparked the need to consider collaboration in the first place. Maybe you had a great idea. Maybe you had a genius concept of some sort. So the instincts They have to always be there throughout the entire process. You have to really tune into your own instincts when you're collaborating. You want to make sure that as you start this process and all the way through, that you stay in tune to your why, your reason, your rationale, your instincts. You can't collaborate with someone that is in analysis paralysis. And you've probably heard that term before. You have to have a sound concept in mind from the beginning and be persistent on how much time you will allocate to each phase of that collaboration. Because if not, you're going to join that person and, and get in on analysis paralysis. It's really about the basics of beginning with the end in mind. This is meant to be a quick assessment if you want to briefly check and not dwell to make sure you don't miss any steps. Again, you can't get stuck in analysis paralysis, because the best predictor of future behavior is past behavior. So when you start to see maybe a trend or a little sign, something that just doesn't seem right, that causes you to sit back and to question the collaboration, you can't ignore it. Again, that's about managing those transitions and trusting your instincts. This is not the time to vacillate. And to wonder if you're seeing what you're really seeing. You have to trust the eye test. And above all, you have to trust your instincts. Sometimes instincts, they beat intellect. And that's true. That's a very true statement. Your instincts that sometimes it can beat your intellect. You can't get so engaged and so fascinated with the birth of a great idea or a great concept that you fail to manage the transitions and to trust your instincts. Once you do, you forget the most important person in this concept 
which is you. And you start to forget your reason and your why, what drives you in the first place. When you're managing those transitions and trusting your instincts, you don't waver. And this is not the time to rebrand, you know, and start to think about how you need to operate and to adjust to suffice for a lack thereof in this collaboration process. There is no time for you to rebrand your great idea. You must move on. You must trust your instincts. So again, you want to quickly assess what you are seeing and determine if there is a need to pivot. And you want to be certain that those you endeavor to be in collaboration with or relationship for that matter, that they're there to help you to create measurable impact. Can they show up for themselves and add to you? If you have to show up for them and yourself, You can minimize the stress and just do it on your own and just maybe look at outsourcing for small tasks. It's not worth the emotional investment, but you have to invest in managing transitions. And above all, you have to be willing to trust your instincts. Your instincts is what got you here in the first place that made you bold, that made you want to make a decision to aspire to something greater. So you have to be willing to trust your instincts. And you have to be willing to manage those transitions because they'll come when you're collaborating with someone or if you're in a relationship with someone, you have to be able to trust your instincts and to manage those transitions. Number three, mindset, it has to be aligned with less overthinking and more doing. My goodness, how often do we get stuck in a pattern of overthinking And it ends up translating into less doing. So we want to have a mindset that's aligned with less overthinking and more doing. I have found that any and every opportunity I have uh, been blessed to receive, I've embarked on to look at as an opportunity to collaborate with someone, which is a great thing. But Invariably, when you're collaborating with someone, there's a dynamic lesson that can take place within that process. You have to be in tune to it because it's all about human behavior and how we shift and how we move and how we gravitate or not to one another. But the mindset, it has to be right at the beginning with boundaries established. When you're collaborating, it is typically for the good of something. Again, I get energized about the thought of collaborating with someone because I'm looking at how can I bring someone else along on this journey so we can have collective success, right? You see it as an opportunity to move further and faster, but the mindset has to be right over anything and everything, regardless of your desire to move further and to move faster. Everyone has to have a mindset that aligns with less of overthinking and more of doing. There has to be an agreement on things such as what's urgent versus what's important. If not, you will overthink everything and fail to deliver on the original promise, product, or service. The call to action here is to simply just do to stay in a position to win and to resist the urge to rationalize and to make excuses, but to execute. Again, you have to resist the urge to rationalize and make excuses, but 
execute. That's the only way you're going to reach your next level of greatness is if you execute. You want to remain optimistic about the goal and your ability to actually achieve it. Anything less than that, it does not contribute to your overall success. At the end of the day, it's about the mindset and everything you're endeavoring to do. Your mindset is everything to include when you're collaborating with someone. You have to really take that opportunity to take that pause, that strategic pause at times to make sure it's worth the emotional investment. You see, sometimes going beyond 94 feet, it means just making it through the day. And not everyone has that same mindset. Again, mindset is everything. And you want to be in a collaborative relationship with someone that views the same. You have to be equally yoked. You have to have the same level of understanding for those key areas that's going to drive you to your next level of greatness. What good is it to collaborate with someone to push an initiative forward if you have to put on another hat, such as becoming their professional coach or counselor? That is counterproductive to the reason as to why you desire to collaborate in the first place. It has to be based on a desired approach and a mindset that's geared around winning, a mindset that's geared around reaching your next level of greatness. Number four, ooh, this is my favorite one. I would tell you I came into tw- uh, 2023 with this one and I will continue. Number four, when they sleep on you, tuck them in. Let that sit for a moment. When they sleep on you, Tuck them in. Again, this happens to be my favorite. It's what I marched into 2023 with, and I have not looked back. I make no concessions, no excuses. Um, I have boundaries, and I've developed those boundaries, and I take a firm stance on keeping those boundaries. And that's what's kept me on this trajectory that I'm on for success. I had to change my mindset. And I had to really get comfortable with the fact when they sleep on you, you tuck them in. You don't give them an opportunity after maybe they dismissed your idea or looked at your idea, looked at the opportunity to collaborate. It's being minuscule. And then they want to circle back around. If they slept on it, you tuck them in and you keep going. Seriously, when they sleep on you, you just tuck them in, you turn the light off and you walk away. I don't mean that unsure, you know, second guessing walk that we sometimes do, you know, where you're constantly, you know, just looking back, but you don't want anyone to know you're looking back and you're looking back for validation or you're wondering if you're right. Allow me to give you an example. When you're exhausted and you've checked all the blocks with explaining and communicating thoroughly the return on investment and why you should collaborate and how this is good and how you both can win but yet they're despondent, you let those instincts kick in and you don't look back. In other words, you need a form of recency bias. You don't forget about that as you go along in this process. You don't forget about the fact that they slept on you. You have to keep going. You can't wait for people to come back and circle the wagon. And then sometimes they want to go to that acronym with them, which is what's in it for me. And once they finally get it, then they want to circle back again. 
You have to have that recency bias. Don't be so quick to react once they show back up again. Again, you offered an opportunity. You see a vision and you want to move forward. And so once they sleep on you, you tuck them in. You don't look back. Overwhelmingly, we have to look at when people show us who they are, that is their true, authentic self. Once people show you who they are the first time, you have an obligation to yourself to believe them. And that's the beauty of collaboration. It's a great opportunity to continue to observe human behavior, to include your own, to see how you react to others. But you have to go into a situation or relationship or however you deem it when you're collaborating with someone with clear expectations and guidelines so that everyone understands where they stand in this process. Everyone understands what the collective win is and everyone understands when it's time to shut the door and maybe go into a different direction. Number five, you want to schedule maintenance on your circle. You see, we have a circle around us at any point in time. It is rare that we really accomplish anything on our own. Um, There's always a support system around us or people that we brought along to collaborate with us. Or maybe you're outsourcing something um, and it's just you leading the main effort at any given point. You want to schedule maintenance on your circle. Think about it. Let's look at maybe the tire, a tire on a vehicle. We'll use that as our example, right? There are certain things that we do, right? We put air into our tire, depending on where you live at. You may or may not have a set of winter tires. And the list just goes on and on and on. But I think you get the point here, right? So when you're not maintaining the tires, i.e., you know, keeping the right air pressure, the vehicle, it tends to ride a little bit differently. Or if you have a spare on, that really limits your ability to drive as fast as you normally would. Well, that's the same with the circle around you. You have to pull maintenance on that circle to make sure you have the right people around you. And you're not forced to go slower or to make up for their lack thereof because you want to have that desire to overcompensate for them at times, right? Which means you're becoming an enabler. So when you're collaborating that maintenance on your circle, you can't get so far left to center, whereas you're forced to check it. Um, And it shouldn't be a forcing function at all. It should be something that you do with ease. But if you wait until that warning light comes on, mm, now you have a problem because maybe it's too far left to center what it is that you're trying to check to begin with, right? So it goes back to you have to trust your instincts. You have to engage when you start to see things that don't go as planned, such as extending a professional courtesy to you. So it all starts out well and you start to notice, you know, small slights and not extending professional courtesy as an example or someone taking on a position that's not aligned with the objective. You have to pull maintenance on your circle before that warning light comes on. If not, you give too much leverage and you start to lose yourself in the process. So one of my favorite sub areas, I'll call it a sub area in scheduling maintenance on your circle, is you have to look at how people are counting. They're in your circle. Sounds strange, right? But again, when you're collaborating, it's a constant process of observing. 
And in my case, I like to say observing human behavior. So again, you want to look at how they're counting. This one has really stopped me from collaborating or only doing so to a certain point with people. And then I look at how can I outsource, right? Because they're engaged in a process of counting. Specifically, they start to count how am I doing things or they reduce themselves to a failed way of thinking, which is counting someone else's money. Now, see, that's a hard one right there because many of you have probably collaborated with people and they've stopped because they're counting your resources instead of keeping their eye on the collective goal. When I see that for me, it's a hard stop. You don't go past go. You don't continue along within that process. You don't continue collaborating because the mindset for that person has shifted. They're no longer goal oriented. They're more so focused on your ability to get things done. So I say when you get into a position to where people start to count differently instead of keeping themselves on a straight line approach with you to look at the collective success, then it's time to shift. It's time for you to pivot. It's time for you to move. Because the only thing that should count is how do you reach the final goal? What is the final end state? What are the collective wins? When they start counting individually and they start analyzing what you have, what you bring to the table, you'll know it when you see it. And you need to check it before the maintenance light comes on. So my five points that I shared were stay in a position to win. When you're collaborating, when you're in a relationship, you cannot afford to lose yourself in the process. You owe it to yourself to stay in a position to win. You know what the goal was. You know what drove you. You know what put you in a position to want to aspire to something greater. So again, you want to stay in a position to win. Number two, manage the transitions and trust your instincts. There's going to be a transition throughout the entire process in one way or another as you start to look at your goals, you start to achieve things. And unfortunately, we all We're going to go through periods, hopefully small periods of setbacks whenever you're collaborating. But you want to already have a plan in mind for how do you manage those transitions and those things that are out of your control. You have to put in enough space for those things. But you want to also trust your instincts. You can't forget your why. What was your reason for collaborating? What happened to that great idea? You don't want to lose sight of that. But you want to trust your instincts because, again, instincts, they can beat your intellect. So the first sign that you see something isn't right, don't just dismiss it and say, oh, that was just an anomaly. Maybe not. You want to trust your instincts. Number three, mindset has to be aligned with less overthinking and more doing. You don't want to get in a situation where you're collaborating or you're in a relationship with someone and they're stuck on analysis paralysis. Someone has to make a decision. Someone has to keep the train moving along so you can accomplish your goal. So again, you have to have a collective mindset that is aligned with less overthinking and more of doing. 
And then that next one, my favorite one. When they sleep on you, you tuck them in. You have to keep that recency bias first and foremost. If they thought your idea didn't make sense or if they thought it was not a great time to collaborate or maybe you weren't the right person, you have to keep that first and foremost. And you have to ask, why are you coming back around? Be careful of those that like to circle the wagon. Look at what their intentions are. Don't be so quick to say yes, because maybe you're looking at an opportunity to move something along further or faster. Again, when they sleep on you, you want to tuck them in. Turn the light off, walk away, don't look back. Don't look back for validation. Keep moving. You have everything you need to help you reach an optimal level of success. And then we end it with schedule maintenance on your circle. You have to. You most certainly have to schedule maintenance on your circle. You want to know who's around you. You want to know about that supporting cast. You can't get so comfortable with the people that are around you that you get on this process to where everything looks great. Nothing can go wrong. But yet you don't build in that block that block of resiliency that you need for what happens when things don't go right. And what happens when you don't schedule maintenance on your own circle? You're going to miss key pieces. You're going to put yourself in a position of where you're not winning. You're going to put yourself in a position of where you're reacting. So it's so important that you schedule maintenance on your circle It shouldn't get so far out of balance to where you're reacting because the warning light is on. The information I shared with you, it is applicable to if you've been collaborating for a while or if you do it on an occasional basis to move a project further. Or if you've gone down that path to say, you know what, I've tried that, been there, done that, I'll just do it alone. You know, all the tips, they're going to help you succeed to your next level of greatness I want to encourage you to continue to walk in your purpose and to continue operating in your gift to become unbreakable. Connect with us on Instagram at Beyond94Feet and I'll see you on the other side.